This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 31st, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Communitarians challenge classical liberalism on the basis that our preferences may not be good enough, and that classical liberalism does nothing to elevate our gauche likes and dislikes. Mark Pennington argues that communitarians are hopelessly romantic. He talks about challenges to classical liberalism in his book, Robust Political Economy. He spoke at the Cato Institute March 8th. Communitarians challenge classical liberalism on the grounds that we shouldn't evaluate institutions on their capacity to respond to or to satisfy given individual preferences. On a communitarian view, we should evaluate institutions in terms of whether or not they have the capacity to challenge the preferences that individuals have. What they're getting at here is the notion that liberalism lacks any account of how we can elevate people's preferences, how we can encourage people or educate them to have a more informed or enlightened set of preferences to the ones that they currently happen to have. Now, this is a particular concern if you believe that the existing set of individual preferences are based on various prejudices which can exclude various sections of the population, whether it's prejudices to do with race, gender, sexual orientation, or any of those other uh, sorts of issues. On a communitarian view, democracy is better placed than the market to challenge irrational or prejudiced preferences that people may have, precisely because it's based on majority rule. On a communitarian view, people's preferences should have to be justified to the majority before they can be put into practice. And this majoritarian check will provide the context within which bad preferences can be weeded out and that we can have an overall elevation in the quality of the preferences that individual actors happen to have. Now, this kind of view, if we think about it in terms of robust political economy, I argue in the book, is based on a hopelessly romanticized view of how any democratic or majoritarian process can actually operate. It's based on a complete failure to understand how most people learn in most situations in life. The most important form of learning in society, especially if you take Hayek's ideas seriously, isn't the kind of learning that takes place when we argue with one another in a public forum and come to a majority decision about which particular view is best. The most important form of learning takes place from seeing what other people do in their lives and learning from the experiences of other people. Now, in order for that learning to take place, it's absolutely imperative that the widest possible number of experiences or experiments in living, if you like, can actually take place. Majoritarianism, by its very nature, squelches the process of experimentation. The way we get value change in most fields of life is by entrepreneurs, whether in the economic domain or in the moral domain, breaking from the, mind, from the majority position and doing something different. Then gradually, through a process of incremental change, the majority view changes. Hayek puts this very well when he states that it is only by allowing the minority to act in ways different from what the majority would prescribe that the majority in the end learns to do better. A system of private property rights which allows people to carry out experiments in living is much more likely to challenge 
existing prejudices and preferences than is any socialist or collectivist alternative. Now, it's not only in terms of this knowledge problem or the problem of limited rationality that the communitarian view fails. It also fails in failing to take into account adequately notions of incentives. Now, I draw in the book here in this context on Brian Kaplan's work. Kaplan makes the point very persuasively, following people like Brennan and Lemaski in the past, that the institutions of democracy do not actually provide people with adequate incentives to challenge the preferences that they have. Why? Because if you try to revise your preference in a majoritarian context, it actually makes no difference to the final outcome that you personally will experience. That is going to be determined by whether, by whether everybody else challenges their preferences. In a market context, you can profit personally by challenging the prejudices that you may have. If you're an employer who's got racist or sexist prejudices, you can profit by breaking from those prejudices and therefore expanding your market. But nobody in a democratic arena can actually profit personally from challenging their own views when they can't change the outcome until they've persuaded everybody else to expect some kind of a change in the law. So again, in this case, the communitarian view fails to meet the requirements of a robust political economy. It doesn't have an account of incentives to challenge people's preferences in a majoritarian context. Mark Pennington is author of Robust Political Economy. You can watch the full March 8th event at Cato.org.